0: Welcome to Making Disciples Training with Carla McLaughlin. If you would like to know what it looks like to make disciples, you'll find it here. Carla is a committed follower of Jesus Christ with a passion for discipleship. For three decades, she has used God's Word to train others to follow God's plan for making disciples. She is now sharing this training through this series of podcasts. In this introduction to the series, let's listen as Carla lays the groundwork for God's plan to make disciples.
1: If you're listening to this podcast, you're most likely at least curious about discipleship or interested in learning to make disciples. People may use the words disciple or discipleship to mean any number of things, but if we want to truly understand God's design for discipleship, we should study His Word to see what He has to say about the subject. In Bible times, when people referred to a disciple of Jesus, they meant a pupil, a person who learns the teachings of Jesus and followed through with life application. We see this definition lived out in Jesus' invitation to become a disciple in Matthew 4:19, where Jesus said, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Notice that Jesus' invitation isn't just a one-time event. He says, come, follow me. In other words, stop going in the direction you're headed in life, and instead, begin following me. Following Christ Jesus is an ongoing, moment-by-moment response to him. Notice that Jesus' invitation to follow came with intentional direction and purpose to make them fishers of men. Jesus used the analogy of fishing here because his initial invitation was to literal fishermen. These men weren't casual fishermen. They already knew how to fish, and they made their living doing so. Jesus wanted to teach them to daily fish with eternal purpose. He was telling them that in the same way a person learns to attract fish for themselves— Jesus will teach us how to influence people for Him. Please don't miss this. Jesus' invitation is for Him to make us fishers. Rather than strive in our own strength, Jesus' simple request is for us to learn to follow, to yield our lives to Him so that our lives will be transformed to look like His. And as a result, our lifestyle will attract people to Jesus. In the same way the Bible defines a follower of Jesus, it also explains what Jesus means by the term making disciples. In Matthew 28, 18-20, Jesus was speaking to those people who had accepted his invitation, those who had responded by following and learning from him. He said this, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, we'll explain in much more detail the significance of this instruction later in this training, but for now, I would encourage you to recognize why so many people refer to this passage as the Great Commission. People refer to it as great because of its extreme importance. The word commission is used because that's what it is it's an authorized instruction that requires follow-through. Jesus, having supreme authority, is giving his followers the instruction, the charge, the duty of making disciples. Up to this point, Jesus' followers had only been learning from him. He was now sending them out to reproduce the same truth in others that he had produced in them. It's interesting, isn't it? To watch people respond in different ways to God's instructions and expectations. Some people, when presented with a new expectation, Become overwhelmed when they consider all that's potentially involved or going to be required of them. And as a result, they never really get started. But in his commission to make disciples, Jesus said that he would be with us every step of the way. Christ Jesus never sets us up to fail, he will enable us in every way to accomplish everything he asks us to do. Some people view the Great Commission as merely an option or a suggestion for Christ's followers. While others rationalize that some of God's commands are for other people rather than themselves. But I wonder, what does that viewpoint say about the authority Jesus should have in the lives of his followers, and the response we should have to his authority? Some people substitute what is easier or more comfortable to them in place of what God truly expects of them, or they fill their lives with activity in order to avoid a challenging duty. This means that a person could fill their lives with good things such as church attendance, Bible study, serving in the church, or volunteering to help others without ever personally making disciples. Others embrace the thought of making disciples, and they jump right in. Yet, they try to accomplish the expectation through their own means, rather than faithfully following Christ's example. Others faithfully study Scripture to gain more knowledge of discipleship, but then they fail to put into practice what they're learning. So I'm curious, what is your response to the Great Commission? How will you respond to God's request for you to make disciples? The Bible clearly shows that God desires a thorough rather than merely a shallow work in our lives. And, as in other areas of life, there are no shortcuts to a thorough work. God's Word is the tool, and application is the means to obedience. But, please keep in mind that obedience occurs as we take one step at a time in God's direction. So rather than trying to learn as much as possible concerning discipleship, I encourage you to ask the Lord to show you merely the next step of obedience for you. Then follow through with what He shows you. Of course, we're typically more comfortable and confident operating from a position that's familiar to us because we know what is accessible, where things are located, and how to use what's available. In this same way, God wants us to become comfortable and confident with each step of the process of making disciples, comfortable using his word, and fully confident in his power to achieve his purpose. Acts 17.28 teaches that it is in Christ that believers live and move and have their being. The more God's word becomes familiar to you, and the more equipped you become, the more confident you will be in Christ to disciple others. The question then becomes this. Can we learn what the process of discipleship should look like? The answer to this question is yes, but the word process is significant. Discipleship is a process, not a program. Some people want to make discipleship a program, and and this training will teach you to make discipleship a lifestyle. Please don't misunderstand. Programs can be purposeful. For example, there are some weight loss programs that have proven to be effective. But if a person on the weight loss program doesn't make permanent life changes while on the program, it won't produce lasting effects. There are other issues with programs. Think for a moment about your family members or people you work with. How many within the group are exactly the same? Very few, if any, right? Each person is uniquely created by God with different personalities, learning styles, and life experiences. Rather than trying to get every person to follow a set program, the Apostle Paul became all things to all people so he might save as many as possible. In other words, Paul chose to learn about each person or group within his influence so he could best meet their spiritual needs through applicable, pertinent scripture. Think about it. If a person makes discipleship a program and a situation presents itself that doesn't fit within the guidelines of the program, they won't know what to do. And most importantly, If God intended for us to make disciples according to a program, He would have given us one. Instead, He gave us His Word, which is applicable for every circumstance and situation in life. He asks us to rely on His Word and the leading of His Spirit, to reveal truth as it applies in our lives and the lives of those around us. Consequently, you're going to find that through the process of making disciples, you too will grow increasingly dependent on the Lord and His Word. This training isn't intended to be used as a program, a curriculum, or merely a Bible study. This training will teach you to make discipleship a way of life. And as you progress through the training, you'll learn to understand God's purpose for disciple-making and how to recognize and prepare to engage others informally as well as formally in discipleship. You'll be trained to apply biblical truth in daily living and communicate and demonstrate living by faith. The Bible shows us what the process of discipleship looks like, and God equips every believer with the Holy Spirit to enable them to successfully follow His lead. These two elements of using God's Word and His power for discipleship will be explained in practical detail in this training. The next question must be answered by each individual. Are you committed to the process of discipleship? Are you ready to learn to make disciples? If so, I encourage you to begin by listening to the episode, How to Get the Most Out of Making Disciples Training. If you would like to learn more about God's purpose in discipleship, I encourage you to listen next to the episode entitled, The Basis for Discipleship. Then, tie your shoes. The journey is going to be amazing.
0: Scripture clearly shows that making disciples is God's plan and purpose for our lives. Carla provides us with great reminders that obedience to God is merely one step in his direction, and that God promises to be with us every step of the way. If you're ready to take the next step in becoming a disciple that makes disciples, I encourage you to listen to the next episode, entitled, How to Get the Most Out of Making Disciples Training. If you'd like to know more about Carla's ministry, you can visit her on the website at CarlaMcLaughlin.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-M-A-C-L-A-C-H-L-A-N.com.